believe, though, that he had real feelings for you. Of course he did. Mm -hmm. I know he did. He would say that? He did. Were you in love with him? I was, yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you think he was in love with you? He was, yeah. Did Donald Trump ever say to you that he loved you? All the time. He always told me he loved me. <laughs> so, I want to make this perfectly clear. Oh, boy. I don't think this is a big deal from a constitutional standpoint, <laughs> legal standpoint. Yeah, I don't think the Constitution mentions, you know, oh my consorting God. with trollops. Oh, my God. How can we have a president who cheats on his wife? That's laughable as far as I'm concerned. Like most of them have. Um, I just think that this is actually going to end his marriage, which will be a big story and a, a, bit, a bit of a distraction for the leader of the free world. It's it's coarse and shameless gossip from my point of view. Because uh, it the regular I love you sex dozens and dozens and dozens of times. Really? Bringing her to their apartment. And in, in the course of a year. So that's... Uh, wow. Bringing her to the apartment. Having her meet your kids. Oh, boy. I think this is a whole different level of... After Melania gave birth to Little Baron. Yeah. Was this, Has anybody figured out the timeline of this? It's 06, 07. Where does this fit in with Stormy Daniels, though? Because that, that was, was right after... That was like a weekend. This seemed to be around very similar time. She mentions in the interview, yeah, just, just after Baron was born. Um, so, yeah, this was all... So so the Playmate gal was his go-to. Stormy was an occasional uh, visit. I get the sense Stormy was a weekend, just a I single... I they got together a couple they, of times. They, they, did a few, they did a few times, but they. But I don't think there was, uh, there was nothing else other than that. Why though. are we talking about this? Rand Paul has been <laughs> tweeting brilliantly, persuasively, and historically about this dark day in our nation's history in which the $1.3 trillion budget has erased any semblance of, 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 of reasonable discipline. Yeah, that ship has sailed. Um, oh, God. We'll get to that later. Oh, yeah, we will get to that later. Or we, I will die trying, my friends. And we got a good guest on that. But I, I definitely think, and we'll get into some more of the clips of McDougal later. I think, I, I can't she imagine. The trollop? She's the trollop in this right. case. I can't imagine his wife putting up with this. I just think this is a completely different ball game. of embarrassing you. I, I, I've never been a Romanian. What is she, Slovenian? I've never been a Slovenian billionaire import bride. I don't know what the rules are. I have no idea. She think it's possible, yeah, because we, we got some text on that. You think it's possible that she just fully, it's just fully a transactional, I get to be married to a billionaire? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I must think it's... I get supported for the rest of my life. I must think I... I oh, I, I obviously believe on some level it's a it's a marriage. It's one of those kind where my, my, my husband runs around, if there's a hot young thing around, he'll have sex with her. That, that's fine. He's married to me. He wants to have more sex than I do anyway, so... Yeah. yeah. Um, he's married to me. He, he brings it home to me. The the I'm in love, introducing you to the family thing. Whew. But this is what we're not talking exactly. about this segment. Exactly. We need discipline. Look, there's clips right there, up there uh, on the TV. We're not Anderson talking Cooper. about it. Anderson Stop Cooper on it. CNN, which is wall-to-wall. We to have wall. a... Wall-to-wall trollop. CNN is the trollop here. We have a late-night joke-off on the topic of Trump and Biden fist-fighting. In high school. In high school. But a talking theoretical six-decade-ago fist-fight. If your dad or uncle or whoever got into an argument, they're in their 70s. If they got into an argument, 
about who would have beaten up who in high school. What would you be thinking as a you watch that? A serious argument? I, I think it's time for Dad to have some help. You know? <laughs> I'd put boxing gloves on both. <laughs> I'd say, let's get it on. Let's let's find out right now. But so, like, the late-night comedians took it on, and so we got another late-night joke-off. How do the rules work on this? Well, Jack, I'll grade each of the comedians' jokes, and whoever finishes lowest is banned for life from the comedy game. <laughs> Good you luck have, being a greeter at Walmart. You have that power. I do. Okay, here we go. Did you hear about this? First, Joe Biden said that he would have beaten up Trump in high school. (laughs) Then Trump tweeted that he'd beat Biden in a fight and Biden would go down fast and hard. (laughs) The women everywhere said, thank God we didn't elect an emotional woman to lead our country. After former Vice President Joe Biden said he would have beat the hell out of President Trump, Trump tweeted, quote, he doesn't know me, but he would go down fast and hard, crying all the way. God, can you imagine that fight? What did you say, bro? Seriously, my hearing's not so good anymore. What did you say? He tweeted, crazy Joe Biden is trying to act like a tough guy. Actually, he is weak, both mentally and physically, and yet he threatens me for the second time with physical assault. He doesn't know me, but he would go down fast and hard, crying all the way, just like Stormy Daniels. Well, we added that. Hmm. I wasn't super mm. pleased with any of those. Mm. I, you know, I had Fallon with a B and the other two with a B minus. Mm. I thought Fallon's was fine. Um, it was such fertile soil, too. Yeah, really, exactly. And Jake Tapper, I thought this was pretty good last night, uh, tweeted. He is he of CNN. Reminder that between the two of these tough guys are nine Vietnam deferments and claims they couldn't serve because of asthma and bone spurs. And then he tweets about his uncle who served in the war many, many times and never yeah. talks about how tough he is. Right. Which is a, a common thing, as you mentioned. So. Yeah, the Vietnam thing's really complicated to me, and we don't really have time to get into it. But uh, yeah, you were physically incapable of fighting, though, in your when you were a teenager. Allegedly, and now you're talking about how tough you were. So one has to give. Well, right? I, oh, clearly, I just if I you, wish somebody would have the balls to say either I was just afraid to fight, or B. I thought the war was so utterly corrupt. The government was lying constantly. It was a meat grinder of innocent young men, and I wasn't going to be the next one in the meat grinder. Mm-hmm. I wish somebody would have the balls to say that. I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I, that's clearly what happened in a lot of cases. The country was outraged by the war. There massive protests. Well, and Mc- It's known, known that the politicians and the military people were lying like rugs. We know that about now. the entire conduct of the war. We know that now. H.R. Well, McMaster wrote an entire book about it. Well, right. The Pentagon Papers. That's what that was all about. They were published in the New York Times. So if somebody said, you know, having read that, there was no way I was going to be the next guy over there to execute Nixon's lies. Just say that. Or Kennedy's lies. If you oh, watch I, the Ken Burns show, they all uh, they all they all sure. lied about Kennedy, it. Kennedy, LBJ, Nixon, of course, and you know, and, and McNamara, and all of those guys. That's a tough one, man. That's a sore don't spot. Don't say, still. yeah, yeah, I had a sore heel. Uh, which one? I don't remember. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Um. Oh, one thing I want to throw in about McDougal, and we'll t- I, you know. I, oh God, that's the uh, the gal, the the Playboy gal. She's got a very flat stomach. I don't believe her breasts are her own, but it's her right to uh, do whatever she likes with Trump her body. Trump says that's an old story. It's just more fake news. W- w- which, wait a minute. Which is it? Which is it? <laughs> <laughs> is that an old story that is irrelevant, or is it fake news? It can't be both. <laughs> it's an old fake story. Well, it could be old fake news. Yeah, I suppose it could be an old fake story. She's been bringing it for a long time. She ends her interview with Anderson Cooper by saying, 
I voted for Donald Trump. How interesting. So that's that is interesting. I would vote for anybody I'm sleeping with too. <laughs> well, this she he is he scored her, you know, a long time ago, so. Although she left him because she thought dating a married uh man was a bad idea and she apologized. She apologized to Anderson Cooper last night to Melania. She looked at the camera and said to Melania, "I'm sorry I shouldn't have done that." That's very honorable of her. I appreciate the sentiment. Um, <laughs> oh god. Imagine if you're Donald Trump, all this stuff you got on your mind at the same time. How do you not go crazy? Listen, I know we have to break, but did little Andy Cooper at any point ask her, why the hell are you talking about this at all? I don't know. If she voted for Trump. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, We're going to talk to one of our favorite uh, military knowledgeable people, Mike Lyons, coming up about what H.R. McMaster out Mike Bolton in means to America. From a guy who would know. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. What you like. The Armstrong and Getty Show. been said many times for a lot of people H.R. McMaster one of the reasons you weren't worried about the Trump administration that much having a president that's uh, not you know hasn't spent his whole life dealing with these various geopolitical uh, issues of war and peace you got somebody there it seemed very steady had written a book as extremely we just, knowledgeable yeah. H.R. McMaster had written a book about uh you know, not getting into wars based on lies and all kinds of different stuff. And you thought, well, okay, this, this here's a break on anything crazy foreign policy-wise. And now he's gone. Let's bring in Mike Lyons, CBS News military analyst, to talk about uh, McMaster out and Michael Bolton, Michael Bolton, John Bolton in. I've when been, a man loves a woman, Joe. I've been waiting to make that joke all day, and it's come out in an inopportune the moment. The mustachioed John Bolton, Joe. Different fellow completely. Mike Lyons, how are you, sir? Welcome. Hey, good morning, guys. Great to be back with you. So uh, your take, your immediate reaction to the change. Well, every soldier in the Army right now is reporting to their supply sergeant in the supply chain in uh, the closet getting a new chin strap uh, because John Bolton is likely going to push us towards the brink of of a conflict. I mean, that's what uh, he's all about. Uh, He's a kind of, you know, think first, use the military as a tool first and foremost. I think you've got to be concerned here um, about his actions, what he's done in the past, uh, and... um, Maybe just to counteract what Trump thinks on some level, but he surely isn't H.R. McMaster on, on any level from intellect through, you know, from you know execution phase of that job. Expand on that a little bit, uh, because certainly there's the sort of person who can threaten military action all the time, but just be a blusterer. He has uh, called for action in the past. Oh, yeah, I mean, he, he's all for regime change, using the military for regime change. He was all part of... Uh, you know, going into Iraq, uh, WMD. Um, he's called for the kind of the bloody nose attack on North Korea to kind of teach them a lesson. You know, he he's what I call kind of a, a phase four guy. You know, he's real good. The military, there's no question our military is the best in the world, and we can defeat anybody in the battlefield, but it's that phase five and what happens, uh, as we saw in Iraq, when it's over, what do we do now? Um, and if we're not we're not there to clean up the pieces, a vacuum is, is formed, and you have ISIS, and you have what's now been a generational change in Iraq and in the Middle East. And so 
he doesn't much care about that. He just wants to blow things up and move on to the next thing. Okay, how about looking at it this way? I watched his interview on uh, Fox last night, and uh, I heard people discuss the National Security Advisor position, in which sometimes it's um, your role in that job is to give advice to the president and, and, and try to sway the president to your point of view. Sometimes people in that job, you're a facilitator of policy. You're, you, you, you put together the meetings. You get the voices together, the president hears, and then you implement the policy. And, and Bolton is a guy who really knows how bureaucracy works and can do that. And he, he, he specifically said last night on Fox that he was going to be that kind of a guy. Uh, any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, and he's not that kind of a guy. He's not proven to be that kind of a guy. He's been a guy that has an agenda and seeks to, to have that agenda um, acted, acted on. So I'm, I'm really concerned about him um you know showing some influence now again if it's all about him matching off against mattis on uh, policy well then fine um i guess in some level um mcmaster has always been you know, he's the smartest guy in the room anywhere he goes and and so he threatens actually a lot of people which is maybe why um trump didn't like him in the first place i mean again confusing moral courage with loyalty is always a problem i, I think in 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 life and you could see that t- that took place here, but but the bottom line is, um, you know, Bolton has not been that kind of a guy. I saw him on Tucker Carlson actually a couple nights ago, and I think Tucker Carlson went after him pretty well about what he's really about, and what, you know, what he says he's going to be, and what he actually has been in the past. Those two aren't aren't necessarily connected. Well, and you have to err toward people's actions. I'd say Mike Lyons, yeah. a military analyst, is on the line. Um, well, you the- said a, a number of interesting things there. H.R. Uh, McMaster, always the smartest person in the world or in the room, but we've heard that he was a nonstop talker. So somebody who is smarter than you but never shuts up could rub you the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, he, he it took him a while to become a general officer because of that concept of he threatens people. It took Petraeus actually had to come out of a combat command to sit on a board to make sure he got promoted. He, he fought in the unit I was with in, in Desert Storm and two ACRs uh, and right alongside um, the, the unit I commanded. And part of the seven three Easting, so he he's been you know kind of a you know a, a, a very smart uh, heady uh, you know well publicized officer ever since those you know those days back at West Point as well. Um, but he is he's he's over the you know off the chart smart and and you're right it does make people uncomfortable at times. But um, he's not again again a guy that confuses moral courage with loyalty. He'll he'll speak truth to power. And I think that's probably why he's not there. I'm today. always I'm always the person in the room that people say, "Why is he here?" Oh, that's not true. <laughs> uh, Mike Lyons, the last thing you are is a, uh, a bomb chucking liberal talking head, and so I I know I can get a straight answer from you when I ask. You get the the switch out Bolton for McMaster, and then Pompeo for Tillerson. Does that all really make you concerned? Well, I think uh, Pompeo is a little more reserved. He, uh, another guy, number one in his class at West Point, um, he probably sees the world uh, a little bit more globally than a guy like uh, Bolton does. Even though Bolton was, you know, ambassador to the United Nations, he sees the world a certain way for sure. Um, again, I'm always concerned about the guy looking over the horizon. To me, that's Pompeo. It's not proven to be John Bolton as he's been in history. So as long as you got again one guy in the room. That's going to worry about phase five. Going to worry about what's the ramifications. Uh, what's going to what's it going to lead to? Uh, Bolton's kind of a fire and forget guy, where we'll go ahead and, and we'll use our military. We'll, we'll take all the nukes out of North Korea. But so what if we kill eight million people? Whereas Pompeo will will make sure that uh, that phase five that over the horizon consequences is going to be taken care of. Now there is um, there is a story out there. A couple of different places are reporting this. It's another leak that comes out of the Trump White House that. 
that uh, Trump made Bolton promise him, quote, that he wouldn't start any wars. I won't give you this job unless you promise you won't start any wars. Uh, wow. If, if that happened, that means Trump knows exactly what he's getting. And is there any chance it's a part of the negotiation with a fathead in North Korea? Look, I got a guy who's written op-ed pieces saying we should attack you. Give yeah, me I advice. Mean, you, you realize he was kicked off of the Bush administration's negotiations with North Korea for being too bellicose. I mean, he, right. he, he's already been you know proven that he's just not that the diplomat guy. Which is fine, again, to be that staff officer, like you said, you know, sit in the back and facilitate, that's one thing. But he does have an agenda. I mean, the bottom line is Donald Trump is the one who starts a war, whether you want to, you know, agree with it or not. He's the, you know, commander-in-chief. He just, you know, the, the, the Constitution gives him the power to go to war. Now, he can't necessarily stay at war. But if we decide, you know, if he decides to launch missiles, that's all on the president. He won't be able to push that off on anybody. Mike Lyon, CBS News military analyst. Mike, uh, interesting times, as the old Chinese saying goes. Uh, we appreciate your uh, thoughts very much. Great, guys. Have a great weekend. Stay tuned, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I almost asked him, when was the last time you were bored? Roughly 1983. Ian Bremmer called this the most, uh, the biggest day for global risk since he's been studying it. He had worst slash biggest day yeah. for global risk since he's been studying it. That's that's fair. We haven't even talked about right. the, uh, the tariffs and the uh, trade thing with China, which I am not a uh, an MSNBC member on. I'm not weeping over... You know, the coming trade war and how this is a disaster for America. Something had to be done at some point. Whether Trump will handle it correctly and whether we will have a good outcome is an unknown. But I don't think it's illegitimate trying to reorder some of global trade. This is not my wheelhouse, but there are plenty of Republicans that are... uh that are uh, saying bad things about this, not just the uh, MSNBC crowd. Right. Well, they're status quo global trade guys. And I get that because there's an enormous amount of profit in it, even with the unreciprocal trade agreements we have with so many countries. We're, we're getting ripped off a little here, a little there, quite a bit over there, a little bit over there. The rest of it doesn't matter because we're a colossus. Trump has said, I don't appreciate getting ripped off at all. We're going to reorder these relationships. And everybody who profits day after day after day on global trade is nervous as hell. And they ought to be. Got to throw this out there. Any chance that firing McMaster and announcing uh, uh, the, the tariffs in China and everything like that, not a coincidence it's the same day this Karen McDougal goes on CNN with Anderson Cooper. I, I, I find it unimaginable somebody would make a decision of that weight over something this stupid. There's a lot that of things. That doesn't mean it's impossible. There's a lot of things Trump has done I find unimaginable. Yeah. It, it's it, this the, the affair thing might be occupying all the space in his head or none of it. I have no idea which. Ah. Uh. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, there's another twist involved in Trump's threatened veto of that massive government spending bill. And it's a Friday, so it's time for the latest list of bizarre reasons employees give for being late for work. Yes! Perfect! Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Giddy. Lighten the mood a little, Marshall. Thank what's, you. What's your favorite reason, Sean? Oh, I'm sorry I'm late. I left late. Yes, I left late. Yeah, so I arrived that. late. Marshall's news coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Giant Nigerians, the name of my new rock band, come out and see us. If you're watching the uh, the basketball at all, uh, look forward to this. So the University of Kansas, the team I root for, has a giant Nigerian that has been hurt since last year and is coming back. 
Oh my. For the weekend to play in the Elite what? Eight. What? Really? He is the most dominant player in college basketball. Is this lawful? Is this allowed to he's, introduce a mysterious Nigerian at the last moment? He's going to be huge in the NBA, but he's, he's, he's the size of Shaquille O'Neal, but way faster. And he's got highlight reels that are just insane. I can't pronounce his name. It's uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to say. It's uh, you know, it's, it's a Nigerian name. But anyway, Doka Azubuke. Neither yeah. can you. But you so. got to check out his highlight reel sometime. Like he's he's seven feet tall, almost three hundred pounds, and runs up and down the court like he's a little guy. Wow. And his shooting percentage on the season is seventy eight percent. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> 78% shooting. Something tells me he works close to the rim. Yeah, and nobody stops him. Wow. So look forward to that if you're following the tournament. Yikes. And hope your team gets him if you're an NBA fan. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump threatening to veto the big catch-all spending bill just one day after the White House said he supports the measure. Trump tweeting this morning, 800,000-plus DACA recipients have been totally abandoned by the Democrats, not even mentioned in the bill. Have I been retweeted yet? I uh, I tweeted, yes, Mr. President, the Democrats have thrown the DACA people under the omnibus. And I capitalized bus. Then my next tweet was, the proceeding was my pathetic attempt to get retweeted by POTUS. May God have mercy on my soul. Um, but I, I don't know if he's retweeted me I think yet. if he'd have worked in the wall somehow in a positive yeah. way, your chance of getting retweeted oh, would be better. Oh, shoot, did I should have. Did you hashtag yeah. it MAGA? No, I just put that build out. the wall. Yeah, that might have done it. Oh, yeah. let me redo it. Yeah, that's one of the other reasons he says he's going to veto this uh, bill because the border wall, which is desperately needed for our national defense, is not fully funded. You know that should become a contest between the two of us. Who can get retweeted by Donald Trump? Yeah, well, I'm abandoning the show to work on it right now. <laughs> Anyway, the bill funds the government through September. It was finalized by the Senate overnight. The government will run out of money at midnight if Trump doesn't sign the bill, and legislators have already left for their annual spring break. Oh, that's right. I had forgotten it because I don't pay attention to government shutdown talk. But, uh, yeah, if he vetoes it, we got that whole problem. Good Lord. The 2,000-page bill filled with goodies for almost every congressional district. Senator Bob Corker, though, not loving it. This is a grotesque piece of legislation. Grotesque. It is. It is. It is insane. Nobody who's being honest could say this is your, the way you should run the country. You wait until the last minute to 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 be able to make the argument. Well, we have to pass this because the government will shut down. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous what from a both joke. sides. Both sides get everything they want without any even thought of how you're going to possibly right. pay for it. They jam in stuff that's got nothing to do with the budget. It's just going to say it's both elephantine and Frankensteinian. It's like a Frankenstein elephant careening around the countryside. Rand Paul has been brilliant on it. We'll share some of his tweets coming up. I've got a couple of them. Go ahead. There's plenty of them. Senator Paul on fire last night, tweeting as the voting process was unfolding. FYI, he tweets, the 2,200-plus page budget-busting omnibus has been printing for two hours in my office and still isn't done. That was followed up a little later with, well, here it is, all 2,232 budget-busting pages. The House already starts to vote on it. The Senate expected to vote soon. Nobody's read it. Congress is broken. And they slip in stuff that's about birth control or uh, the government spying on you that's got nothing to do with the budget. Handouts to all sorts of different people and organizations. 
An incident? Mor- moron Rand Paul to come. An incident? Mor- Rand Paul's a moron? No, no, no. There will be more. Moron Rand Paul to come. No, I would never say that. He's my hero. An incident in Nordic- I see him mowing his lawn. I wait till he turns his back. Listen, I you spare him right in the side. Like, here's what happens to morons. <laughs> An incident at Northern California Travis Air Force Base being investigated as an act of terrorism now. Authorities say a man drove his car into the main gate Wednesday night and crashed and died when the car exploded into a massive fireball. A car bomb? The driver has been identified. Investigators not yet releasing his name. They say the vehicle carried propane tanks, which the driver deliberately ignited after crashing. The Air Great Force, Scott, Air Force, and the FBI investigating the security breach. Nobody else was injured. Now you have to play Fireball by Pitbull. Fireball. Um, uh, what about the terrorist attack in France? Yep, that has ended now. The uh, the uh, terrorist attack has ended with the death of the uh, terrorist who had claimed allegiance to ISIS, took uh, some hostages in a supermarket, let them go. Killed two people, though, along the way. So that one's clearly a terrorist attack. The one that Travis say in being investigated, possible terrorist attack. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's the way that one ended. Now, uh, let's switch gears. We've got a new career-building survey revealing an interesting list of excuses employees use for being late. Employees have used excuses this time around, like, well, I was here, but I fell asleep in the parking lot. (laughs) My Fake eyelashes were stuck together, and even an astrologer warned of a car accident on a major highway that might happen, so I took the longer, slower back roads. And one man who was late for work complained of morning sickness. That's a good one. So, that's called being hungover. Yeah, so... <laughs> that's what the, that's called. Those are those are some of your excuses. Oh, there's one last one. My dog ate my work schedule, but... Please. Too much at least you made an attempt at humor. Yes. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. That was the Bell of Liberty? Yeah, it was the Bill of Freedom. Yes. the Liberty Bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's at least one um, clip from the Playmates interview with Anderson Cooper from last night. You should hear. I thought we were going to talk about Ryan Paul and the budget. Uh, That's the priority. Is there any sex involved Fiscal in the budget? responsibility. Is there any sex involved in that? How many Playmates are in that story? Yeah, exactly. The ship of state. It's what our attention should be on. Yeah, Rand, good for Rand Paul to, to do all that tweeting last How about the fact that there's one person out of the entire government... That's making a stink about this, really. It's really kind of quaint. One! Not just the minority constituency. There's one person! It's amazing! Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's Friday, I'm in love. Monday, you can fall apart. Tuesday, Wednesday, break my heart. Oh, Thursday. Well, we did have dinner at the Beverly Hills Hotel, but in his bungalow instead. Uh, we had dinner there for a few hours. As the night ended, we were intimate. So the, the sex was consensual? It was consensual, yes. What happened afterward? 
after we had been intimate, he, he tried to pay me, and I actually didn't know how to take that. Did he actually try to hand you money? He did. <laughs> he did, and I said... What? I mean, I just had this look You guys of, don't do that? I don't know. Just, I don't even know how to describe it. The look on my face must have been so sad because I had never been offered money like that before, number one. But number two, I thought, does he think that I'm in this for money yes. or why I'm here tonight? Yes. Or is this a normal thing? I didn't yes. know. But I looked at him and I said, that's not me. I'm not that kind of girl. And he said, oh, and he said, you're really special. Oh, wow. Because you're not a prostitute. Wow. I had read that. It, it, it's Anderson highly amused. Hearing her say it sounds different than reading it. This is the uh, the playmate who says she and Donald were in love and everything like that. And I think this is going to break up their marriage. But um, whose marriage? Trump and Melania? Trump and Melania, yes. Uh, why why, why you're on TV talking about it, I don't get. I just, that, that was I, that the sex consensual. What did you do afterward? Why are you having this conversation? Wait a minute. Why are we having this conversation? We're supposed to be talking about the ship of state, Rand Paul, the omnibus. Because I think we're going to have a White House divorce in the modern social media era, which is going to be very exciting. Let me read you one quote about when she first met Donald. Though she know that knew the TV star had a wife with a newborn son, McDougal said she was charmed by Trump with his nice looks, charisma, and great posture, and they fell in love. Great Did, posture. I'm sorry. Great posture. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tip for you, young men out there: stand up straight, and you'll be getting laid. Probably laid. means he's tall. I guess. I, I well, it's funny of the things that attracted her to him. As a married guy with a newborn son, it was his charm, his looks, and his posture, not his billions of dollars. Mm, So that wasn't a factor, So you slumpy billionaires, forget it. You'll get nothing. You have sex with a billionaire who's married and has a little kid, um, and he offers you money, and you say, I didn't know how to take that. I'm not that kind of girl. You don't know how to take it. He thinks you're a whore. He thinks what just happened is... He had sex with a whore. That's how you take it. <laughs> uh, point of order, uh, even in 2006, given the modest inflation of the last 10 years, $100 from a billionaire um, for the full go? I would just say this, and then I'll, we can move on. Uh, we're getting a, we've gotten a lot of texts from, I guess, you're the, the most, most loyal Trump fans um, who do not believe these women at all, which I think is pretty interesting. They just think this is all crap. Wow, I think y'all are out of your minds. I think so, too. I'm, I think this story's stupid and doesn't mean anything. That's but, where I am. I yeah. believe 100% that this happened and the Stormy Daniels thing happened. I just don't think it's a constitutional crisis, any of our business, or a crime, or anything like that. But it happened. You don't even believe he's cheating on his wife with these women. Okay, that's fine. Maybe I'm wrong, you're right. So, uh, speaking of the ship of state, if anybody cares, the omnibus horrors... Rand Paul tweeting amusingly and persuasively last night, shame, shame, a pox on both houses and parties. Here's the 2,232-page, 1.3 trillion budget-busting omnibus spending bill. $12 million for scholarships for Lebanon. $20 million for Middle East Partnership Initiative Scholarship Program, whatever that is. $12 million in military funding for Vietnam. Three-point nutrition, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it goes on and on, a list of the tens of millions of dollars of nutty things and programs you've never heard of in this uh, in this bill. Uh, he talks about how much debt it will uh, mount up, various wackadoo scientific inquiries. Of course, he led with the fact that there's no way anybody actually read this, 
we're going to vote for this, we're going to approve it, and there's not a chance anybody read this. It would be impossible to read. Um, how how could you possibly run a country like that? It's insane. Page 240, good for... Well, and he was... All night, he was tweeting about what was in it, having just gotten a chance to flip through it and printed it all out, which took hours. Page 240, good news for states' rights. No funds will be spent to prevent any state's medical marijuana initiatives. Thank you, Congressman Rohrbacher. Well, as he said, as he as he had just printed it out, and he's holding it there in a picture in his tweet, and I mean, it's a giant stack of pages, 2,000-some pages. It took over yeah. two hours to print out. Right. Nobody else even took the time to print it out, I guarantee you let alone read it with a team of lawyers to figure out what it means. I hope you recycle that paper, Rand. He said, well, here it is. The House already started voting on it. The Senate will soon. No one has read it. Congress is broken. How would you disagree with that statement that Congress is broken? Oh, if this place. is the way no. you budget out gazillions of dollars. You wait till the last minute, then you insist the only way to get it through is the big four and their aides hack it out. Nobody gets to read it. I also like this. It's a good thing we have Republican control of Congress, or the Democrats might bust the budget caps, fund Planned Parenthood and Obamacare, and sneak gun control in without due process into an omni... Oh, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, nice. Nice. I like this. Reading this monstrous bill full of grant programs begun decades ago reminds me of Reagan's critique. The nearest thing to immortality is a government program. Another good one. Remember the $350,000 the National Science Foundation spent asking if Japanese quail are more sexually promiscuous on cocaine? Right. Talking about the wasteful, uh, the ever-wasteful $6 billion National Science Foundation. I was looking at that list uh, of money for various things, the scholarships for kids in Lebanon or, uh, you know, the Waterworks Project in Syria or whatever. God dang it. And nobody pays any attention to where that money goes or how it gets spent. Well, right. See, Even if you thought it was a good idea, it's exactly. probably incredibly ineffectively done. Well, yeah, if if there are serious foreign policy reasons for keeping Lebanon, for instance, on our good side or what have you, that's fine. I could see helping them out with their problems a little bit. you got to buy friends. It's just the way it is. But, as you know, Reagan slash Rand Paul pointed out, once a program exists, it will never go away. And the only direction its budget will go is up. With some exceptions, actually, under the Trump administration, oddly enough. But um, so, yeah, that that program, it's like, you know, the stories out of Iraq and Afghanistan are just literally boggle your mind. You just you they, they spent 50 billion dollars building roads that either didn't get built or got blown up the next week. But that budget has been uh, continued for this this year. It's well, just and to just pick one, uh, the, the scholarships for Lebanon or wherever, it doesn't make any difference. Um, the tens of millions of dollars. How many government employees, that's their sole job, is administrating that particular program? And they'll do that for their whole careers and then retire with a pension? And how many, how many, how many of the, what percentage of those dollars and actually end up being scholarships for students that go to college before there's, before all that money siphoned off in various directions? And there's, there's an, you can't count the number of things there are like that. Right. In these omnibus bills. Well, it is probably, well, I, I've i called for the jailing of people who say literally when they don't mean literally. It is virtually impossible to actually count them in a bill that's 2,300 plus pages and then has 10,000, I think, um, uh, pages of explanation of it. It might so be. So you can actually comprehend it. It might be literally impossible to count all this stuff because... Well, so much of it's hidden. Right, yeah. It might be actually you can't do it. You, you, there's no way you could keep up on all of it and figure out what's going on where. 
He, he talked about however many millions of dollars are going towards something to uh, stop us from having a permanent, um, a, a permanent occupation of Afghanistan. He said we've been there for sixteen years and we're spending millions of dollars to make sure we're not there permanently. What is that? Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Trump fans, here's one for you from Rand Paul. Page 355, NSA prohibited from targeting U.S. persons with FISA 702 program. Sounds good, but privacy advocates fear the NSA still does backdoor targeting of U.S. persons. Courageous Senator Wyden has asked how many U.S. persons caught up in supposedly foreign database, but Brennan and Clapper too busy spewing hatred of Trump to respond to legitimate requests. It's, well, it's what he called it. It's disgusting. Government is broken. It's... But he's he's one out of 535 that are even making a stink about this for the most part. Boy, he's got some great stuff on the abuse of the War Powers Act, too, that we don't have any time to get into because you droned on and on about the trollop who was sleeping with Trump. That's right. We've got a poll up about how you think Trump's so marriage... So <laughs> Got a poll up about how you think Trump's marriage will end. We'll get you the results of that coming up in a little bit. Will we? Will we? Oh, plus the extraordinary Silicon Valley fraud. One of the biggest frauds in American business history next. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.